Okay, Bezat Hashem, Beshem Hashem, Naseven Hatsiach. We are starting the Mesilat Yesharim. Good to be back in business with Chapter 11. And now we're talking about Nikiyut, which means it's not... It's not enough to be far away from sexual sin, actually, of all things we're talking about. Which... I don't know if I should be saying in this on camera, but I'm on candid, I'm a candid person. You know, with, with these women that wear these tight leggings. I don't know, Yemach Shemovazichro, whoever created that style. Because now even in the winter, it's, it's heartbreaking. The Parashas Kedoshim. The, the ultimate goal of a Jew is to become holy. Every mitzvah has a goal. Just like when you buy a watch, a Fitbit, why do you buy the Fitbit to tell you how many steps and the time and all this stuff? There's a goal for keeping all this mitzvot. And the goal is for us to become ultimately what? Holy. How do we become holy? When we do Shemirat Enayim. The Maharal explains, whatever you talk about, you connect to. So if you talk about cars, that shows you what's valuable to you? Machine. If you talk about whatever you look at also, whatever you listen to, that's yeah. why, did you watch that shir I have on, uh, listening to Goyish when you yeah. yeah. So here he's also saying, he's saying that just to review, cause this is such an important idea and I heard it from our great Gadol Hador of Yaakov Hillel. He says one has to think pure thoughts. Cause it says, Vishmata Mikodavara. So Nekiut, this midah and the misaj we're talking about is not we have to be scot-free of any impurity. Which means, not only should we not, obviously, sleep with harlots and prostitutes, but even not imagine about it. Not even look at such things. Right? That's why it first meant so the Torah is to get married. It says, stay away from anything bad. So the Chachamim saying the Gemara of Avodah don't fantasize sexual fantasies during the day and then have wet dreams at night. And the Chachamim say, Kashim It's worse in a way, the what? The fantasizing about a sin more than the sin itself. You know why? Because the sin itself you do once a day. You don't do it more than twice a day. But this you keep on... Mm. Repeating it. And Shlomo HaMelech says, it's the abomination, look this up in Proverbs, Mishle. It says, To'avet Hashem kol It's the abomination of Hashem, anybody that thinks evil. So Rabbi Yaakov Hillel said, actually the whole Mesrat Yesharim, there's a great Kabbalistic sefer by one of the Rebbes, it's called um, Shomer Emunim. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he yeah. says, actually the whole Mesrat Yesharim is from this Pasuk. Because it says, stay away from anything bad, from here we learn Torah tells you to be Zehirut, to be careful. Zehirut, so he, he says a fascinating idea. He says, you see, the whole Messiah Yesharim also is, is, is the foundation of the Pasuk where we derive this whole thing is to be, is to be what? Is to be holy. And, you know, it's, it's so important in life not to, um, Forget what the main goal of of the entire Torah is. Now, 
He says, now we talked about two of the things that are very dangerous, that a person should be very careful about. One of them is talking about sexual sin, flirting, and we don't have to go too far to see how bad that is, because the, what do we have in Pirkei It says, don't talk too much to a woman, even your wife. And whoever talks too much to the woman is going to be... Uh, waste his time from Torah he's going to end up where? Jahannam Gehinom so those two ideas we just talked about we just talked about bad thoughts and bad speaking now he wants to go oh wow perfect <laughs> it says the next thing that is very dangerous is overindulgence, eating too much. And um, because you have to understand, there's a Gemara in Makot says every second you don't do sexual sin and stealing, it's like you did a mitzvah. Because our body is so addicted to these things. After these two things, how do we become purely free of any sin and holy? Is through eating only kosher food, which is actually um, pretty good because this whole parsha is kedoshim, and the whole Masilat Yisharim is talking how to become holy. He says for sure nevelot vetrefot. It breaks my heart that in this city, Los Angeles, I could go to my own cousin's wedding and they give kosher style food and five hundred people come. It's it's a disaster. There's I don't understand you. And then they have like kosher options for the people. That if you pre-order oh, okay. uh, the bar, the buffet, and everything. Did you pre-order? Of course. Oh, okay. So how many people had like kosher? Ten, fifteen, I think, at our table. Oh. Twenty. Some people they make weddings with a thousand people. There's over, I would say, between the valley and city, at least twenty, thirty reputable kosher caterers. How could the person have the audacity to take the avera on his shoulders? Our own averot are so much, are unbearable. Now you want to have the avera feeding thousands of people non-kosher? It's unheard of in New York. Even the most uh, traditional and non-religious Persians or Sephardic, they always give glad kosher. And you know, I could testify because I lived in such a community almost now 20 years. There's a lot of times where people are really kosher. But since everybody's having the non-kosher and they're hungry, they go eat non-kosher. Understand? It's too much of a yetzahara. So I don't know. Or they'll eat the questionable stuff. You know? Those are the, that's the most dangerous. See, Rav Dessler, actually, Rabbi Dessler writes, uh, there's always a nekudat of bechirat, you understand? Every Jew, depending on his level, there's going to be a certain sin that's off limits. So the Yetzirah is going to challenge you in the most, the gray zone. He's not going to go tell you to do Avodah Zarah, or go sleep with a married woman, or go eat like we're learning the Misa Yesharim pork. Right. Right? Exactly, that's the Yitzhahara, because that's where he could get you. He's going to get test you where you're susceptible. Yeah. That's the point, the breaking point, you understand? 
Yeah, because it's not a test. Yeah. If if it's a non-starter, then what they're going to tell you to kill somebody? The answer is not going to come tell you to go kill somebody. You're not going to listen to it. Yechav. So he says the 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 problem is ta'arvotehen. Not only Jason are we not allowed to eat non-kosher, but we're not allowed to eat like pork, something that was like bread. Some of these. Some of these, uh, and I'm not talking about gelatin. <laughs> We're not going down that, but gelatin's kosher. Yeah, there there are certain things where the bread, especially when you get out into Europe and a lot of these uh, third world countries like Latin America or Brazil, uh, where you don't have the OU, there there's um, legitimate stuff concerns that you could be actually having, not even. The oil could be non-kosher, which would be animal fat. Yeah. So you're better off doing that. Or like, by, by the way, Chalav Yisrael. That, for example, the whole heter of Moshe Feinstein about Chalav Yisrael is only in the U.S. and Canada. Yeah, but if it's a third world country where they have no thing, they could be treating, giving you pig's milk, for example. Mm-hmm. There's many problems of milk and meat, like this all kosher style baloney. I don't know. It's a good question. I have to ask my Rebbe if that's better. I guess it's a, it's one level better. It could be in a way too. Yeah, kosher style is better than treif. I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? You do know. But how do we know the kosher is... Because it's more tricky. No, you said kosher style. Yeah, kosher style. Kosher style could just be that they... Co- could mean anything. It's ambiguous. It's more tricky. Well, you, they won't be but, having pork. Yeah, fine. Or shellfish. But anyway, so it says... Like uh Gushti Masti. Like I know I know people like this. I know people. They're very weak in their they're supposedly Shomer Shabbat, but they they're so indulgent in their ice cream that they're willing like thirty minutes. That's interesting. There's so much non dairy ice cream out there. Yeah, well this no, no, like thirty minutes, like technically you cannot have ice cream 30 minutes. Well, it's really like, you know, it's not that, like, it's a rabbinical thing that you're... Now, but what you don't have for that, Rabbi, yeah, yeah. Well, it's true. Rabbi David knows it too. The biblical prohibition is you can't cook together and you can't eat You should see together. what the punishment is for violating the Rabbi. Uh, no, I no, know. No, actually, uh, no. who was it, Rabbi? We learned this together. Rabbi Tamar Nachmanides. No, no, I know. But we pass him like the Shulchan. If you want to combine all these heters of the thing, there's no more Torah. He's there's a no heter more. hunter. <laughs> <laughs> So, anyways, it says. Anyways, it says. You know the joke they say about that. The guy, yeah, the guy dies. They say lechatchila, you belong, in got aided, but b'diavad help will suffice. Stay there for a year. Rabban David, my Rebbe, would say that. You know, are you b'diavad? Is Hashem giving you life lechatchila b'diavad? But anyways, it says you know non-kosher also includes a lot of people don't realize. The kosher meat, the the blood is sucked out of it, and the fats. It's much healthier. And also, um, the project problem with veggie grill is bishule akum. Like they asked the the posik. Yeah, yeah. We're not allowed to. Even if it's one hundred percent kosher. We're not allowed to have a goy cook for us. Mm-hmm. And when they asked what, once, Rabbi Shlomo Zalman Arbach, the chief posik of of like. The entire Ashkenazic world, why there's so much assimilation? He says because the Jews started becoming makel and not keeping the rabbinical ordinances of bishul akum and geule akum. 
which means um, we're not allowed to have yain nesach. You know that wine. Any any great product has to be strictly kosher. Unless it has to be bishul. Yain mevushal. Mevushal, yeah, exactly. Although, in one case, if and we didn't they, listen to the rabbinical, if Adam... And, uh, um, Amy, please. Just, just, let's just, we'll talk about all that right, after. Let's, let's right. just finish the shir. Sorry, sorry. The, the, um, and also, it has to be patakum, also the bread. Bread and wine is most important. I think. Yeah, bread, wine, and food. Any food. Any food, of course. So it says... He says, to be totally, totally free of any non-kosher food, you need to be very exact. You need to, because there's also yashan, and then there's also, uh, for example, if you want to go to the higher standard, which is really, there's called Bet Yosef meat, you understand? Which is, uh, you know, a heter hunter, will look for non-glot. But all these stuff... Affects your soul, just like mm-hmm. something high cholesterol food. Yeah. Oh my God! This this talks about Persian jury. One word. He says some people to save a dollar or two, they're willing to get a triangle K. What's wrong with triangle K? Oh yeah. Yes, uh, we we don't recommend it. Wait, but it's kosher. It's big Tom So. It says we, we, we could we could have another class all about right, that, right. yeah. but it says he says that um, some people I'll never forget the Rav Weinberg, my Rosh Hashiva said that he said some people everybody has their own avodah zara. When we say Shema Israel Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad, we're saying the highest standard that we worship value we have is Hashem. Mm-hmm. Some people, their stomach is their God, which means if they see a juicy burger or veggie grill or nice wine, not Diamo. Diamo certified by yeah. fresh dollars. So, but you, you understand what I'm saying? Some people, it's sexual sin. The thing is that, and this is the tragedy that I've witnessed to. In my in my own extended family, which really breaks my heart, there's some people that have a pretty decent and solid kashrut standard when they're in Baltimore or LA or wherever. But once they go to these exotic places, it goes out the door. So it's a big gate Sahara, and you should know this, Rabbi Netanelli Senior Zatzal once told me something. Such a holy Jew. He actually came in my dream a few things ago. Whoa. He wanted me to do Netila right by the bed. I told his son. You, really? Yeah, yeah, my father also just came uh, to so my what dream. So what did his... Uh... He said, be strong. Avivash, David, Avivash. Wait, he came to your dream? My father? Yeah. yeah. Wait, and uh, what did Robert Netanyahu... Um, uh, he wanted me to do Netila. He said, you have to do your Netila. Talking about holiness, you know, the Zohar says it's not good. You should have your Negelwasser, the Netila cup, right by your bed. With so, the, so what did he say when you told him he came to your dream? He was very happy. But how do you do Netila by your bed? Though? So you put it in a bowl. The night before oh, you go to sleep, yeah, yeah, you yeah. fill the cup. What if, like, flies get in there? No, don't worry. It's called Santa Monica. No, 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 don't worry. You're not drinking it. It's fine. Oh, what if you got thirsty? But anyways, it says... Uh, 
if now that I'm thinking as a rabbi now, 20 years, the, the, the heartbreak I saw on Facebook and the disappointments that I saw internally, it's true. It's a big Yitzhahara. Once you're hungry and you're desperate for some juicy good food because you're on vacation or something, mm-hmm. or there's peer pressure, yeah, people yeah. just looking for kula after kula. Right. All their standards go out the window. Yeah. So he says you That's need... True. You need a lot of, uh, that's why it's good to live in Pico. <laughs> Everything's kosher. You don't have any veggie grill. You'll have 50 other restaurants to go to. <laughs> but anyways, it says, it says, it says there's a lot of, there's a lot of halachot. There's a lot of halachot. And listen to what the Ramchal says. If you take the easy route and you go lekula, when the chachamim say you have to be stringent, you're destroying your soul. Ela mashhit et nafsho. The kachamru b'sifra lot it amu b'hem v'tetab b'em ba mimetam mimetam lamata. He says if you make defile yourself and eat non-kosher here, they're going to send you a yet negative angels to make, which means whatever God is our shadow. You understand? We have nuclear spiritual power. When we do a mitzvah here, Hashem sends an we create an angel that supports our energy from up there. So it says, if in this world you make yourself dirty through the non-kosher, from heaven they also send you what? Negative energy. Because it says, he says, it's a spiritual poison that you enter inside your heart and mind. That's why I was talking about Rabbi Netanelli. I'm sorry. You guys, sometimes I go ADHD. You gotta keep me on the road. See, Rabbi Netanelli told me, he said, all these people that you see make fun of Torah. Which one? There's a certain category of people. They could be the smart, they could be Albert Einstein level genius. But anytime the concept of spirituality and Torah comes, they make fun of it. They ridicule it. You know why? Because uh, actually, Yeshiva Neri Shol, that was I took out all the Yeshiva boys to breakfast the, uh, right before I came to LA a week ago. Huh? So they're learning Gitin. There's a Gemara in Gitin. Yeshiva guys came here? Yeah, yeah, the first group. So it so says. In Baltimore. In Baltimore. I, in Baltimore. I was there. So it says that um, the Gemara in Gitin says there's something called Timtum Hanefesh, which means. You know how it says in Shema, don't let your heart go astray. Mm-hmm. He says this non-kosher food, the worst ramification of it, it makes you unholy. It makes you be disgusted by uh, Torah. R- Rabbi, I got a question. Yes. Uh, yeah. I have to bring this up. Yes. This has been on it's like a spiritual... Ca- yeah, yeah. Do you know how like cholesterol causes, causes a spiritual blockage? When when you the mean guy a physical eats, blockage. yeah, uh, uh, um, exactly, uh, sp- uh, a physical blockage. Yeah. The non-kosher causes your brain and neshama, yeah. not your neshama really, but it causes your the energy to hate. Yeah, that's why there's a machlekes actually between Rabbi Ruderman and Rabbi Feinstein. That about tshuva, what's the first mitzvah you should keep? Let's say I'm a kirov rabbi. To fill it. What's oh, the yeah. what's the first? Because if not, nothing will stick on it. So Rav Moshe would traditionally Kosher. say Shabbat, Shabbat, because that's the Ten Commandments. Right. But then Rav Ruderman and Rabbi Netanelli and I, I later saw another bunch of great rabbis said it's an interesting debate. Rabbi would say tefillin. Yeah, the Rabbi would say, but yeah, the, he said the first mitzvah you should accept upon yourself is what kosher. 
Because then Torah will stick on you. Exactly. You still have to do you have to do Torah first because then now your mind the blockage gets removed yeah. and now your ears. You can move in Torah. Yeah, your spiritual ears will think. Yes, my dear. All right, so the question is this, as follows. You know, a person is very stringent, keeps uh, kashrut 100%, tries to make sure everything he eats is 100% kosher. Yes. God forbid that person ends up, you know, with a pulmonary embolism, okay, a blood clot in their lung. The, The treatment for it is heparin. Heparin is made out of pork. This guy's getting pork injected into his system. He's not chewing. No, no, no. That that's something else. Listen. But he's getting not that Hashem. No, no. A... See, the bottom line is our our number one goal. Very good question. Our number one goal is to listen to Hashem. It was in last week's parsha. Mm-hmm. It says Hashem says, "I gave you the Torah to live by it and not die by it." Yeah, correct. By it. So the, mm-hmm. Hashem Himself, the boss, the master that we're all serving, says in this case. Since you're listening to Hashem, it's not going to cause that spiritual no, 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 deficiency. No, why did God make the the cure out of? Uh, okay, pay? that's something. That, that's okay. that's Can something. We make it out of something. That's above my pay grade. I'm not sure. That's well, we not go, let's delve into our. Yeah, we, I mean, it says so. It says anyway. So, so, bottom line is, it says if you think the Ramchal is going to say this again right here, uh-huh. he says, let me ask you guys, if there was a one percent chance this cup. Would have poison it. Would you drink it? So Rabbi the Ramchal, yeah. Rabbi Mizrahi loves to bring that. Yeah. yeah. So if if there's a one percent chance that something's not kosher, hundred percent, you should know it's spiritual poison. What if that is the so, cure to all your problems? But there's no. So you have to go learn. You have poison. to go to a posik. You have to go to a posik. Listen, lo bashamayim here, Elijah. Which means, yeah. if we go to the Garol Agor, like Rav Chaim. Like Harav Avadia Yosef, Lara Lavde Bel Chaim Chaim. We have Harav Yitzchak Yosef. We have we have some great, great. Uh, I was just talking to my son-in-law's Rosh Hashiva. He said there's a rabbi right now. The Yanuka. Yeah, there's the Yanuka, and even even as good as him is there's Rabbi uh, Ophir Malka. They say he may become the next chief rabbi because it's only a ten-year venture, uh, tenure. For uh, the chief rabbis. So Rabbi Yitzhak Yosef is Tentra's chief rabbi is going to finish in 2023. So there's Rabbi Ophir Malka. He knows the entire Shas and Poskim and all the Halakha books by heart, like Rabbi Vadia. Mm-hmm. So when you go to a reliable Halakhic source, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Hashem gave the jurisdiction of the Torah. It's not in the heavens anymore. Whatever we, yeah. whatever we pask in here get, gets thing. But let me just finish this. He says, the uh so we're talking. I mean, so it's so it's so apropos that we're talking about this on Parashat Kedoshim because look what it says: the holiness of the Almighty when you eat unkosher goes away from you. It causes God's shechina and God's blessings and God's holiness since you digested the spiritual poison. You put your stomach. You made that your God over God, over the real Yitbarach Shemo, and it says. If, if I tell you the amount of um, cases that I know, I've seen this, I've seen this with my eyewitness eyes, that it makes a world of a difference what's the time person keeps kosher versus not. It's, it's a spiritual blockage. It doesn't register in his brain. He doesn't see the beauty of the Torah. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. So it says, 
Very true. So we said this already that it causes your heart to become uh, jeopardized, to become um, not in your control anymore. Basically, the Satan overrides your heart and it's blockage to anything Torah. Mm-hmm. And no logic of Torah goes inside of it. Because ultimately, who gives us knowledge and understanding? God. Oh my God! He says when you eat non-kosher, you become more of an animal than a soul. So it's, it, it's, then it, then, then it's gonna cause you to go do animalistic behaviors. Talk like an animal, dress like an animal, tattoo your nose, tattoo everywhere on your body, tattoo inside, I don't wanna say where, as heyvun, as heyvunam, heyvunadopa. It's like a two-legged animal. And it says it causes you to become arrogant. Oh my God. He says this specific sin of non-kosher food is more dangerous than any other sin in the Torah. It cause, it corrupts, causes. That's why that's the, that's the fascinating machlokis between when Bali Tshuva started coming around. Mm-hmm. The Bali Tshuva, should you go Shabbat first or non-kosher? I'm dust under the, Feet of Rav Moshe and Rav, Rav uh, Ruderman, the Rosh Hashiva Baltimore, my Rosh Hashiva from Baltimore. But it would make sense, to my humble opinion, that the kosher is, is very yeah. important. Because it literally, the non-kosher food becomes digested, and then you know, biologically, it comes part of your body. Yeah. So you become non-kosher. You think non-kosher, you talk non-kosher, and Hashem should help us to not only... Talk holy, but the ultimate goal of the Jew is to be holy. Amen. Amen. Amen.